When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. So happy you decided to join us. Before we jump in today, I'd like, first of all, if you're liking these podcasts, if you like this one or the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or the Funnel Down Defense Podcast, if you like any of those Go over and check them out. Leave a five-star review. Um, we love sending them out to the world. It's one of the one of my passions in the world is kind of share this game. Um, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It's easy to set up. It's got great customer service, and they are always on the cutting edge of giving players and coaches what they need. And that's why I love them. They not only give stuff away, if you go over and look at Dr. Dish is always giving stuff away and sharing the, with the community. Um, and that's why I want to share them with you. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400 off. That's right, $400 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. 14-day free trial. No one else does that. No one else gets the cell phone number and, and the email for the runner. No one else is being run by a high school coach for a high school coach. This is what, what I do. This is what I do. I'm not running this other thing. I'm not a businessman. I'm a high school basketball coach trying to help you become a better basketball coach. And to be honest with you, I've done, I've done pretty well in my career. And I'd like to share that with other coaches. So go over and check it out. And let's head off to the podcast. Over here, like we've seen it, like, I mean, guys would get away with being out of shape, you know, and, and still been able to play at the top level. Not anymore. I mean, I, I'm watching videos and, and clips on, on Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram there of players who are playing uh, at Super League and National League and, and international level over here now. During these times, they're out working out with a the ball. They're, you know, they, they, they're at it all day, whereas they, back in my day, shall we say, the guys would have... Uh, Sitting around watching TV, seeing what's going on. It would have been, been too It would have been at the pub. Yep, yeah. <laughs> They're definitely definitely better athletes. Like I mean, the last five, ten years has been phenomenal. You know, all the strength and conditioning stuff that's come into it, the, the, the dietary stuff, the nutrition stuff. You know, all the sports psychology is definitely med med for better players and better athletes. In my I opinion. think so too. All right, so I'm gonna jump into rapid fire. So here, I'm gonna ask you a question and give me one answer. Okay. Oh okay, I call it rapid go. fire. One word to describe your ideal player. Honest. Okay. If you go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be? Game seven at TD Gardens against the Lakers. So you're saying Celtics versus the Lakers. One, just one game. That'd be it. So, that'd coach, be, was that be. a big? Was was? Did you grow up in the Laker Celtic era? Yep. Okay, big Larry. So big, people big Larry. that don't understand that are like old like us, you you had to pick like you had to have. I was a Laker. Guy. One or the other. You yeah. you you could not be both. Like you either were a Celtics fan or you were a Lakers fan. People don't understand that it was like it was Bird versus Magic. It was there you like go. you. There was no middle ground like whatsoever. 
Yes, it was. My, my best friend is a Laker. You know, he, he's been right. a Laker all his life, and uh, he's my son's godfather. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like McHale. McHale rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. Great player, great player. But as like, I was a Magic. You know. Anyway, yeah. I, I was a huge Celtics fan, but I had I was so much admiration for Magic and the way he played. And I think he gets overlooked in these conversations about yes. The, the best player. I think so too. He changed yeah. the game. Like, he, like he Giannis different positions. Like Giannis is magic. Like he he's that he's not he can't he can't. I mean those kinds of got guys. The handles, he doesn't have the handles. He, he hasn't got the vision, but he, he's but he's twenty three. He's there you coming. go. And, and he's the athlete that maybe like Magic brought that athlete. That that, that you could play every position. That's the crazy it's, part. Like the, the the game where he played center when yes. uh, Kareem got hurt. Hurt. I know. I mean, I just actually was watching the thirty for thirty on it there a while ago. It, like he just Magic is phenomenal. Have you phenomenal. been to Boston? I haven't been to Boston. I was in New York. Uh, my nephew worked in New York for about fourteen years. He worked okay. in, in a bar just off um, just off Times Square called the Perfect Point. Okay. Um, yep. So he was a. He used to go and watch the Knicks play all yep. the time. He's so Times Square player. is not New York. Let me say that for first. Times Square Isn't is not. It is. Well, it is New York, but it's not like that's touristy. That's touristy yeah, yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there not New York. That's touristy New York. We stayed out in Queens. So yeah, we're that, yeah, you got to get real New York. Um, you'd love Boston. Boston is one of those cities. Boston's one of my favorite cities in the U.S. It's a it's a big city that feels small. Um, okay. So it's not like Chicago or New York or LA. Those cities all feel really big. If you fly in, it, it's it's an old town. Boston's kind of like Dublin, eh? Yeah, it is. It feels like it feels like London in some respects. It, yeah. You can walk places. It it feels more condensed than it does. Like, oh my god, this place is just huge. Like, we, we actually um, had great plans this year. We were going to go out to Weymouth to um, Jimmy Jimmy Dolan. Coach Jimmy Dolan down there, yeah, uh, with my Irish team this year for our pre-tournament uh, training camp. Okay, that that was the plan, and unfortunately, everything is kind everything's of uh, getting, everything's getting canceled. Gone now. Our championships have been have been deferred and, and called off to next year. Yeah, so you got to get the Boston. You got to oh, get the Boston. It's it's bucket list job, you know. Uh, definitely. You definitely do. Well, it's like reverse for me. Mine's to get to Ireland. Yours to get to the U.S. That's like it's opposite. Um, so uh, favorite pregame meal. <laughs> um, very simple the Mars bar really I don't eat before games okay it's it's just something to make sure I, I, have I don't sugar. I don't tend to eat a lot either and I tell my no. players not to either I say it's better to play on an empty stomach to be honest with you than so to, my, my guys would always see me on the sideline with a Mars bar and a bottle we have a, a drink over here called Lucas Aid Okay. Which is kind of like um, a fizzy version, maybe of Gatorade or something like that. It's got glucose and everything in it. Okay. So that's that's my pregame. That's me. Okay. Regardless um, of what time the game's at. One skill not being taught in basketball. Boxing out. And how do you teach that? By <laughs> drilling the hell out of it. And yeah. by making people hold themselves responsible for boxing out the player that they're meant to box out. Right. Um, and I think that's a big thing. I don't, like, because we're so athletic now. We're, we're looking to jump and take the ball before we're looking to make contact and hit a player and then go after the ball. Um, we lose rebounds because of that. And we've, we've lost a, a lot of rebounds. Now, I, I, again, this year, our women's team, I was very, very lucky to have the most dominant big in the league. But we had a, a girl with her who's an Irish girl called Holly Dunn. And 
Um, like between those two girls, they were averaging averaging thirty five to forty rebounds a game because they did the right things. They, they weren't trying to jump anybody. Right. They were just hidden, making sure that they got good contact, and then they were going after the ball. Yep, it's contact and it's fine, and then contact and then go get it. So, yeah, and you make and sure they, you get it. And the problem is, they sometimes they do the first two and they don't. Then they don't go get it. Like and that's it, and they, they leave know. it sitting there. I know. You know we we got a, a fantastic <laughs> kid over here plays with a, a team called uh, Marvel City Hawks, uh, an American kid called Katie Fox. Katie is about five foot three, and she has more offensive rebounds in the league this year than anybody else. Right. As soon as the bigs and everybody boxes out. She's the first one in there taking the ball out of their hands. Right. She's phenomenal at it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, we, um, we, do, we pay particular attention to her. <laughs> what do you do to relax, coach? Golf. Ooh, how's your, what's, your, what's your handicap? The clubs and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the swing. <laughs> I, play off, I play off 19 at the moment, but I can play, I okay. can, I can play a lot. You can play a little bit. A lot less than that. Yeah, we were uh, – um, gosh, I think this was pre-kids. We were over – we went to St. My, my wife and I got to walk St. Andrews and stuff. And, Beautiful. Uh, oh, it's brother, gorgeous. Oh, my brother plays it every year. Really? He goes every year to play it himself and his wife go over to stay in the hotel. And they, yeah. he goes out and plays two rounds of golf there every year. I used to golf. I used to fish and golf, but it's like it's, it's too much other stuff going on, I think. But, no, the yeah. fishing wouldn't be – I don't think I'd have the, the patience for the fishing. Just, yeah, it, see, I, 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 boat fishing is harder for me. I like trout fishing where I'm moving. Okay. Because there's always another, there's always another hole around the next corner when you're trout fishing. Because you're going up and down a stream, Very so good. that's my like attention deficit thing. Like I gotta like <laughs> always be doing something. It's like there's always the better fish around the next corner, so you're always looking. Um, We're definitely alike like that. Every yes. Day. <laughs> uh, what one coaching technique you think is important? Uh, for me, I think it's been positive. So being positive with your players. You, too many coaches. So you're 90-10. You're 90-10, I'm, I'm you're 80-20. I'm 95-5. Okay. But when I need to go, I'll go. You go to the five, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and the five is not where you want to be. Right. You know, and, and my It's players, that Irish temper. I don't know if they refer to that in Ireland, but they do over here. It's like, ooh, that <laughs> yeah, Irish temper. A little, little bit of temperament there. And, uh, I'm sure if you ask any referee in Ireland, they'll probably say it's 95-5 the other way around towards them, but... With my players, you know, uh, I, I've done the other side of it. So that's what I talked about earlier on when you asked, you know, something you've learned from the past or whatever. And like, I, I was that coach who used to stand on the sideline and berate the players, and it, it was just so idiotic. You right. Know? I mean, but that's uh, youth. I write that off as youth in some respects. It's like he, yeah, in some respects. It, like, yeah. For me, it was it was just like I probably went a little bit OTT at times as well. Right. But like, now I, I've learned over the last maybe since I started coaching college basketball, but 16 years I'm in Carlo now yeah. and you're dealing with that kind of, you know, 18 to 24 year old kid. And you have to learn that you're, you're not going to get the best out of them. If you're constantly on their back, they'll tune you out. If, if you know, they, they just don't want to know, you know, if you, if you encourage, but sometimes like I had, I had an American last year who played for me last year who, said, you can't keep giving me compliments when I'm doing something wrong. wrong. You have to tell me I'm doing something wrong. And right. I said, look, if you're doing something really wrong, I'll let you know. Right. But I'm not going to change my style of coaching and come down on you when I don't need to. Right. I mean, that's, like, that might be what you're used to in the States, but it's not what's going to happen. It's, it's life's too short. What's the best player you've seen in person? Best player I've seen in person. Uh, can I give you one of each? You know, one sure. American, one American yep. and one... Um, so, 
I'm actually going to give you two Americans, sorry. Okay. Uh, one of them actually played in Ireland in 85-86, I think was the season, and then went back, went to Portugal, and then went back and won three rings after that. So Mario Alley. Okay. So I was very lucky to see Mario play. He was he was a phenomenal player. But there was a, another American player that uh, played with him, with the same club, Clester. Um, a guy called Calvin Troy. Okay. Uh, now look up Calvin Troy. Like the offers that man got when he was leaving the states were phenomenal. Um, this guy could have played at any level. Okay. And his kids have have you know the the, the two girls have become fantastic players over here. You know. And, okay. But a real gentleman, a real nice guy. But man, when that man went on the floor, whew, he was right. a different. It was literally chalk and cheese. Right. Nicest guy in the world off the floor, but as soon as he stepped foot on the floor, you better watch out. <laughs> I'm telling you, yes, <laughs> <laughs> for fun. Yes, um, Irish players. Then um, there have been so many great players over the years. And kind of uh, watching my brother. My brother played at the highest level over here in the '80s, and I watched um, guys like Tom O'Sullivan down in Cork, Francis O'Sullivan, who were phenomenal players. Francis is one of the best coaches I've, I've ever talked to. Uh, loves the game. I'd say back then, Lee McHale, uh, who was probably, everybody said, would probably be the only Irish guy at that time that would have made the NBA. Okay. Um, and kind of latter years, kind of the last few years, there's um, there's a couple of really good guys. There's a guy down in Cork, though, uh, who's a real legend as far as I'm concerned. Like he's still playing away. Has there, been, a, has there been an Irishman in the NBA? Uh, Irish American, yeah. Well, no, but it's somebody born yeah, in that, Ireland. No, I don't think I don't think and pass, pass. What was his name? Pass. At Burke. Okay. So I think he played with Orlando for no. a couple of years. years. Okay. Um, but I think he might have been born in the states. Born in the states. Uh, we did have a, a lady like Susan Moran played with the Liberty in the right. WNBA. WNBA. Uh, she's now an associate head coach at, at St. Joe's. Okay. Uh, she holds all the scoring and rebound records in St. Joe's. She's right. a phenomenal kid. Phenomenal. She lives about 20 miles from where I live. Okay. <laughs> um, so the, the last guy was, was a guy called Jaron Noonan. He's a guy from Cork. Okay. You know, a real tough, small, like he, he Jaron's about six foot, five, five, eleven, six foot, but would play against any big that you put him up. You could have put a guy about six, eight or six, ten in against him and, I I take they all, the same, they all have the same descriptions, which is like great players all are have the same. Yeah, I love toughness. <laughs> they all I, have I the love... same thing. They do though. That it's you're not alone in that. Who's the best player of all time? The best player of all time is Michael Jordan. There is no there's absolutely no like as I said to you earlier on, the talk about magic and talk about Larry even and, and LeBron and Kobe. Um like that that's all very fine. Uh, I still think Michael Jordan in his prime now playing in the league would be the best player in the league. I think he changed the game too. 100%. 100%. He like I'm so looking forward to this. Uh, I know. Uh, the ESPN is on tonight. So I was tweeting about I was tweeting about it like Five weeks ago, release the dang thing. Release the dang thing. Let, let everybody see it now when we're sitting at home doing right. nothing. You know what I mean? So the, you know what the problem was? I actually had somebody reach out to me, and the problem was they didn't have it done. 
Like they, okay. it wasn't it was it was in the wasn't they, finished. They, it wasn't finished. So they're releasing two. They they're trying to catch up because they know that everyone in the world's gonna watch this. Thing. <laughs> Even people over here, like uh, you see, there's a, a lady called Jackie Hurley. She's one of the sports presenters over here in RTE, which right. is our, our national station. Jackie plays basketball a bit, but like she's tweeting about it today. Can't wait for tomorrow. Right. To Netflix, you know. And right. Everybody's saying that like we we're all kind of on. Just come on, get it out yeah, there already. Yeah, Let, let's yeah. see this thing. So you know? they know they got a gem. They just they want to make sure it's good before they do it. One hundred percent. Who's the best player you ever saw? Who's the best player ever? Well, I've seen. You? I saw Michael play in person. Um, I, I'm I'm in Wisconsin, so I'm voting. I'm hoping Giannis becomes that person, <laughs> and that we can win some rings in Milwaukee. Um, so, and one of my former players is on actually on the Bucks. So very uh, good. Worse, yes. Yeah, so. I'm hoping – I think they could have won it this year, so I'm feeling really sad about that. No, but they lost in the conference finals again. Yeah. Celtics would have beat them again, you know? Oh, I don't know, though. I don't know. The Bucks you had know all what the- I love it. You know what I love about the Celtics, though? I'm just, you know, I know I'm a Celtics fan. They play as a team. They do. You know, I mean, they're probably the best team in they the do. league. Do you know they what do. I mean? They're, yeah. they're not reliant on, on one or two – superstars right they, they have pieces maybe five or six stars right who all know their job and all know their roles and do them to the best of them and that makes a good team marcus smart is probably one of my favorite players in the league i do love i him. love him um yeah. bet uh best game you've seen in person best game i've seen in person so my i coached it okay it was me too uh, i've coached in mine too the best yeah, one I've seen. we we played uh a varsity division one, which is our highest college league. It was our first ever final. And we were uh, point down with five seconds to go. Uh, one of my guys hit a half court buzzer beater to win the game. So okay. that's, uh, that's the best game. I've watched that game. Every time I feel sad, I go back and watch that <laughs> game. Isn't it amazing what that, we want to, we want a state championship in, which is the highest level for us in triple overtime. Um, and in the, either the beginning of the first or beginning of the second time, a kid did the timeout and didn't have it, and then we got free throws with no time. It was a, it was just oh, crazy. Like so many of the, the kids that come over here, it's the same thing. They're they're on the floor and they're turning to the referee looking for timeouts, and I'm kind of looking at them. Oh, I didn't tell you that. I'm sorry. You know, you're not going to do that over here. You know? Right. Yeah. So but we don't get teed up, which is good. No, that's good. Um, what's one thing that's helped you become a better coach? Uh, a friend of mine, a couple of years ago, I, I went through, well, before five years ago, I went through a really bad period of referees um, where I was constantly on their back. In, <laughs> in, uh, in 14 games, I had 15 tees. <laughs> oh, my God, coach. That might be a record. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a really good friend of mine uh, from when I was younger, uh, who, he was an Irish coach, and he just uh, he turned around to me one day, and I got on really well with him, but he's not afraid to tell me when I'm wrong, you know, and he just right. he looked at me, he says. That's a good time, friend. That's a good go. friend. There you go. He just said, you know, every time you're doing that stuff, you're not coaching your team. So your team are the ones who are, who are getting hurt. Not you, not the referees, your team are the ones who are getting hurt. And I just, I remember going home in my car that evening and thinking about what he'd said because I got teed up in that game. And uh, then I eventually got kicked out of the game. And 
when I went back and watched the video of the game afterwards and, and thought about what he'd said, I just kind of went, wow. You know, he's right. You know, yep. He's 100% right. Best thing that happened to me probably was last year when I was given the, the, the head coach's job of the 20s women's team. And first game of the season, I got kicked out of the gym. And then I got an email from our elite performance committee and they said, look, this happens again, you're going to lose your job. Right. Uh, with the Irish team. And I went, okay, well, I'm not going to let that happen. Right. Because I waited 20 years, 25 years to be an Irish coach. So right. That's not going to happen. So I, I didn't get a, a T for, I think I got one technical the rest of the season. I've, I got one technical this season. And right. like I'm coaching two different teams. So right. like that's... I think I think that's a great takeaway for anybody that's listening to this. And I've learned that too. Like early in my career, it's like Bobby Knight was like, yeah, it was I was on, I was all over people. But 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 I have learned that don't get me wrong, I'll get on him if I need to get yeah, on him. Absolutely. But but most of the time my guys are the ones that need work more than the officials. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know. We, we brought in a, another good team this year. Uh, started the year, we said anybody gets a tee, player, coach, whatever, it's 10 euros. Well, that's so every time you get teed up, you get 10 euros. Yeah. And, you know, we the end of the season, we go and have a party with it. Yeah. But <laughs> thankfully, it wasn't that full. So well, it wasn't that much. Of a, no, give me your, uh, what's your favorite quote? I think you, you think you sent it to me, but. Yeah, it's it's an old kind of Bobby Knightfall quote, and I'm sure somebody else probably said it before him, but that's where I heard it is, you know, uh, Fail to prepare is, is to prepare to fail. You know, I mean, it, it's your preparation is is everything. You you prepare for the team that you're meeting. You, you prepare your players in the way you want them to play, and a way that you know they are able to play. Uh, and and then, you know, you've done your job. You yeah, know, I agree. Um, what's one word to describe your coaching style? A loud. I love that. I love it. Okay, yeah, yeah. best 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 coach of all time. Uh, I was states or anywhere, anywhere. Okay, uh, I don't know. Like you can pick one from team. each if you need to politically. Yeah, I think, I think that would probably be a little bit better. Like um, from what I've seen, uh, Pop is is an exceptional coach. Um, for me now, even after watching the likes of. Um, um, memory block here now of Phil Jackson and these guys and Pat Riley over the years like, I, mean, I just think Brad Stevens is, and I'm, I know again I'm a Celtic supporter <laughs> I just think he's I just think he's so smart I mean right. every time there's a timeout he comes out of a timeout and they're on offense they've got an offensive out of bounds it's a bucket every time I'd, it's just I'd say his percentages out of timeouts are just ridiculous right um, I just think he, he's a really smart guy he's very, very calm. I love the way he coaches. I love the way his teams play I love for how him. He can do that. I wish I could do that. I wish be I as calm as that and be so cerebral during it. I think it's it's the player in me that just like he's just so like I would love to know what's going on in that brain. Like you know what I mean? I, I, with their like that's and no disrespect to you or me or any other coach, but that's the difference. That is. That's the difference between being that next level guy. So, like the footballer over here, Roy Keane, uh, I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, like the soccer player. Like Roy Keane was captain of Manchester United for years and captain of Ireland. But like he was cerebral. He, he was the one who was, you know, always ahead of everybody else, always thinking of everybody else, thinking right. about his teammates as a player. Uh, and that's what made him 
better than everybody else. So, so I'm gonna before I ask the last question, is 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 basketball like I don't want to say this in a wrong way, but is it a second class sport in Ireland? In do you have a hard time getting the athletes to play basketball when they're seven, eight, nine, ten in Ireland? So in Ireland, it's it's football and hurling are first. So okay. there are there are national sports GA, okay, um, Gaelic Athletic Association. Then next would be at the minute probably soccer, I'd say, okay, um, because kids have a great chance of coming of playing here and then moving to play in England in the Premier League and stuff like that. Uh, after that, then would be rugby, uh, which is real American football without the pads and the helmets and all right. that kind of stuff. Yep. you know, real men's game. Yep, and, and then, <laughs> then basketball. Okay. You know, the, the, the funny thing about it is that, like, participation-wise, there are more people playing basketball than any other sport apart from the GA in Ireland. Wow. Okay. Like, there's over 200. But I'm, but I'm saying it's a finite number. It's a pool that you're picking from, and if you're not, that, that's the hard part. Like, kids in, in the U.S. play, if you're a good athlete, you're going to play baseball, you're going to play football, you're going to play basketball. You're going to find one of those that you can – and what we get over here is we get a lot of kids who dual sport. So, like, like we talked about Dana earlier on, right? Uh, Claire Melia, who was the captain of that, and Claire did, was was with St. Joe's for the first half of the of the year. Right. She left left just after Christmas, and she was rookie the week out there. Like her numbers were ridiculous, ridiculous as a rookie. But she also played Gaelic football for her county. Okay. You know, so you find that a lot of our best athletes probably play two sports. Some of them played three sports. Right. Uh, it's crazy. You know, I mean, uh, Susan Morton herself, like who, like Hall of Famer in St. Joe's and in Ireland and like Susan played international tennis as well, you know, so. Right. It, so the really bad. good ones do multiple things. To do, to do. Yeah. do. And me as a coach, who, like I've seen in the college situation, I allowed them to do that because I think if you ask them to pick one or the other, you're going to lose out. Yeah, you are. Do you like halves or quarters? Uh, I... Ooh, that's a good question. I like quarters. You know, I like quarters. Okay. Yeah, I think you can get more time to talk to the kids if things are going wrong. I would like to see some of the stuff that you guys do in the States implemented here. I'd like to see the on-court timeouts. I'd like to see things like that allowed right. in FIBA. FIBA. Um, I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd make for a better game. I think, I don't want the TV timeouts and all that kind of stuff. Every three um, minutes, it ruins the flow. Trust me. Uh, oh, I, I, at that tournament, at that Belfast Classic with all those Division One teams, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting courtside with Dave with with Hopla, and we're watching the game. And next minute, the game stops with two minutes to go. And I'm going, "What's going on, Dave? No one called the timeout." And right. You have to explain it to me. You know. TV timeout. Do you think uh, jump ball? Yes or no? No. I think it should be gone. I personally think it's a part of the game that should be gone. It's the like ball, start of the game, end of story. Alternate I don't even game. think you should do it at the start of the game. I think the home team should get the ball or the visiting team should get the ball and then just alternate possession. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but the officials have gotten really bad at throwing the ball up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, yes, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> like the, the, the guys over here, you can imagine as well. Like, I mean, we're, we're not the tallest country in the world, so most of our officials are – you know, right. maybe five foot nine or five right. foot ten, and they're going in with guys that are six foot eight. They don't and, want to be in there. Well, and they haven't one. practiced it. They're not yeah, like yeah. when I played, everything was a jump ball. So they were practicing it more. They're yeah. not even practicing it. Re referees don't do enough practice as far as I know. No, I, but well, I, that's where I, I hope would like FIBA or somebody will come in and say, let's just get the, the, it's an archaic thing. The jump ball is archaic. 
let's just get rid of it. Like, yeah, I, I could deal with that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. But I, if not that, then just the one. We do it over here, so we're alternate. So yeah, it's one, we are one too. jump start of the game, and away you go. Um, shot clock, yes or no? Yes, definitely. And length. Um, 24 is good with us in a minute. We we did have 30 second shot clocks over here. I think I think anywhere 24 to 30, I'm I'm easy with. I'm okay. Easy with. Uh, three point shot. What's the right distance? I think the the NBA line is a little bit too far. I do too. Um, I think the FIBA line is good. FIBA line is good. What's that? It's about 28 feet or something. I have a feet. Feet. I, yeah. I think I think FIBA is about right. I think the court is getting too small. Yeah. It's it needs to get wider. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah, probably right. needs to be 94 everywhere. Like we're 84 in our high school. It needs to be 94 everywhere and it needs to be wider. Like the okay. putties are just getting so big. So you're 80 84 long is in it? high school, 84 long in high school. Wow. And we're playing guys that play like division 1 basketball. Like legit like it's like that's way too small. And the and the three point line is the top of the key. Yeah, no, that's that's too close as well. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's like oh yeah. Yeah, I think I think the feeble line is good. I, I, I think really it is like too. If do you change size of ball then for men's and women's? Yes, it's twenty eight and a half and twenty nine and a half or whatever it is. Yeah, same here, six and seven over here. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, coach. So two things. First of all, you've broken my record on podcasts, so we both like to talk over there two hours. So nice job. <laughs> <laughs> we, we broke the record that's the first thing second thing is do you have any parting words for um for the listeners and is there any way that like someone in the states can watch this like can they watch your team is there any way to do that oh, yeah yeah we we okay. like our, so our facebook channels okay uh, facebook page we we uh, live stream all our home games okay every home game is live streamed on it carlo basketball Okay. Uh, Facebook. Um, so that's good we, for the that's good for the Americans that their parents can watch and stuff. That's yeah. actually the reason we started doing it. Okay. Uh, and it, it's really great. Now what we do like this year, we do back to back games. So our men's game, our men's game would be twelve thirty in the morning here. Okay. And women's game would be three fifteen in the afternoon. Okay. And um, so Caitlin would come in and literally live stream DJ's game, and then DJ would come in and stream Caitlin's okay. game, and it was great. You know, I mean, it was. It's fantastic for those back in the States being able to watch their kids play. And even for our own supporters who aren't able to make it to the games because they might be away on, you know, with right. their kids doing something, they're able to sit down and watch it wherever they are. That's awesome. So we're going, we're going for the first time ever, we're going Friday night games next year. Well, that would be great. So then we're hoping like that. We did it twice this year, and the crowd we had at the game was phenomenal. It was the biggest so crowd we've is, ever had. Is, is there, is, I don't know if, if, if in Ireland, uh, Fish fries are a big deal on Friday nights in uh, the fish and chips. They, yeah, fish and chips, man. Fish and chips. Yeah, it used to be a big thing. It's not not so much anymore. Not so it's much not. anymore. But, okay. But it, it, you get the like it, the the older crew would definitely still be into the fish and chips on a Friday. A Friday, and then come to the game. All right. Any parting words, Coach? Um, I suppose like enjoy what you do. You know, when you stop enjoying what you're doing, walk away. Right. Um, be approachable and be helpful uh, and, you know, be as good as you can be for the people that you're, you're coaching. 
I think that's a great takeaway. And I, I think, I don't know. I've been in, I've been in quarantine for five weeks. I'm missing my kids. I'm missing, I'm missing work. I'm so ready to go back to work. Like, can't wait. Is, I know <laughs> I want to see my players. It's like, we, so we I'm can't not ready play, to retire. Yeah. We can't, we can't even play golf over here at a minute. Um, golf courses are closed as well. So like uh, that's something I could be doing. I know. Yeah. And I'm eating too much. I don't know about uh, you. Coach, well, but that's, like, that's an easy thing for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm watching a bit too much TV. At the I am watching too much Netflix. All right. Thank you, coach. God bless hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to hear more of these, <laughs> go over and uh, join teachhoops.com. A uh, 14 day free trial allows us, allows us to do this and then subscribe, like jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Um, tell us how, tell us what you want to hear in the future. Steve at teachhoops.com. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.